0: Sophia's Choice, a Golden <laughs> Girls podcast. <laughs> I am Alan, and joined by the uh, first person to make me proud of being an American, Brent. Hi. And a uh, man who has never made love to a woman when she's wet, Ski.
1: That's overrated. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I would assume. Right. <laughs> 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 today, uh, will be... Uh, <laughs>
2: doing season five episodes. With as many, you know, tasks and errands a ski has to do. He doesn't have time for all of that. (laughs) Right. (laughs) He's like, I gotta be at the soup kitchen in 20
1: minutes.
2: (laughs) (laughs) First
0: to serve and then to eat because he gave away all of his money. (laughs) Exactly.
1: All right.
2: Well, today we're gonna be doing season five. What was it? Oh, no. It was, um... So, we were, I don't know if this is something or not. Okay. Um, there's, um. <laughs> All right. So. <laughs> it like not so far. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, there's this um thing, and it's nationwide, um, but it's called 6 a.m., and then whatever the name of your city is. So, like, 6 a.m. St. Louis, or 6 a.m., you know, Charlottesville, or okay. whatever. Here locally, we have 6 a.m. Indy. Okay? okay? So, every morning at... 6 o'clock. That is our local town. Exactly. (laughs) Makes sense. (laughs) Exactly. They send out an email with, like, just news and happenings of what's going on in Indy, you know. And there's always little fun little listicles or whatever. And the other day they had their list of, like, the best dive bars in Indy. Okay. And one of them uh, is a place called The Dugout uh, there in Fountain Square that I've actually been to. And I was like, oh, sweet, you know. And I was I, I was just glad. I was like, oh, I'm hip. You know, yeah. I've been someplace that, <laughs> that made the cut, okay? But then it reminded me, like, I've only been there the one time, and it's the typical, like, you know, dive bar or whatever. It's very, very dark inside, and you can tell that although there's no longer smoking in there, well, many terrible. a cigarette yeah. <laughs> has been lit in there, okay? And, like, I got – the one time I went, like, my wife got nachos, and I got a pizza – And then, like, the people we were with got like a burger and then, like, some chili cheese fries or something. Okay. Okay. So, standard, like, pub type food, you know? And it was all really, really, really good. Okay. Okay. But my one regret about the evening is that nobody ordered the special that was listed on the wall. Okay. Okay. Which was clam chowder. That oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, doesn't seem like the dye bar fare that you'd be <laughs> exactly, looking for. <laughs> exactly. Nobody's like, you know what's gonna really gonna sop up this alcohol? <laughs> nice seedy base cream soup.
1: Yeah, well, that sounds like a recipe for disaster, it really right does. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean, it'd be different if we were on the East Coast. Like, this was a Boston yeah, dive bar. Exactly. The clam chowder's probably standard fare. <laughs> exactly.
2: exactly. These were not locally sourced clams.
1: <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> Unless it was, like, clam in, like, quotes yeah, chowder. Yeah. Exactly.
2: <laughs> so, anyways, um, when you discuss, you know, ski making love and going to the soup kitchen, I thought of clam chowder. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure for which one, oh, but... <laughs> but <laughs> So, those
0: two things together, they just did a word association that brought that to your yeah, mind? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Fantastic.
2: Exactly. The first part was making love, and I was like, clam. And then the soup kitchen's like, chowder. And I was like, that's a bingo.
0: Here's a nugget I haven't mind yet.
2: Exactly. <laughs> Let me share that with the townsfolk.
1: To go check out the dugout, everybody. That's what the, uh, the, yeah. Uh, yeah. It was good. the moral of the story is. Yeah, it's good. <laughs>
0: Yeah, If anybody, by any strange chance, has been to the dugout and had their clam chowder, we would love to hear from exactly. you. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we would. Let us know.
2: <laughs> yeah,
0: but uh, And if, it, if one of us ever, by chance, makes it out that way again. <laughs> um, I've never been there. I assume you haven't either, right, Steve? I've
1: been to uh, Fountain Square several times and been there to the dugout. Mm-hmm. All right.
0: Well, if you ever happen to be in Fountain Square again, you should try to pop into the dugout and see <laughs> if you can get a bowl of clam chowder yeah. to go. Indeed. <laughs> to go, <yep>. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: A clam chowder and two plastic spoons. <laughs> right, <laughs> as you're walking down the streets of Fountain Square. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: So anyways, well, uh, how do you guys feel about bread bowls of soup? I like the. I used to love bread bowls. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that as I've gotten older, the novelty has worn off mm-hmm. a little to where now it just kind of feels like I'm just as good just having some chunks of bread to dip into yeah. the, mm-hmm. the soup. I don't think that I used to be as much of a bread dipper of mm-hmm. soup prior to bread bowls, uh-huh. so I'll give them credit yeah. as to turning me on to that, just uh-huh. in general. yeah. Um, but I would say that, yeah, now I'm just as good with having a piece of bread to stick in the yeah. soup as opposed to a bowl that I will waste portion of anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd probably
1: a- agree. I, I would say for me, it definitely depends on what soup is, whether I would even want a bread bowl. You mm-hmm. know what I mean?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Uh, yeah, definitely. Like, like clam chili. clam chowder, I don't think I would be down with yeah. a bread bowl, like but, like, uh, cheddar broccoli is one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. I had uh, one. I had a bread bowl. It was either a Panera yeah. or, yeah, a it one. must have been Panera. Yeah. And that was really good.
0: Yeah. See, I think I, I have two opinions related to this. Bread bowls, I feel like the first time I ever had a bread bowl was in San Francisco. Yeah, yeah. And it was, like, chilly. Or I believe it was chilly. It was a cold day. It was a perfect conditions for it, and yeah. it was really good. I feel like since then, I've more often than not, not that I've had it a ton, but been, more often than not, I've been disappointed by it because mm-hmm. they haven't cut enough bread out of the bowl. So mm-hmm. it just felt like I got gypped out of some soup. Uh, um, so yeah. there's that. And the other thing tangentially related to that is I always feel like when I order something on a, a pretzel bun, mm-hmm. I'm disappointed. I always mm-hmm. go into it like, oh, pretzel bun, that sounds great. I yeah. like pretzels, <laughs> like buns, <laughs> like burgers. Yeah. And then I'm always like, you want, yeah, huh? it just always seems kind of disappointing. It's like, it's just kind of a tougher
2: bun <laughs> than exactly. a normal one. Uh-huh. It never has the salt on top, Yeah, and I think that's one of the defining characteristics of the pretzel. Yeah, that's probably the most important thing, Mm -hmm. honestly, Exactly. other than I guess
0: the the breadiness of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: You ordered a pretzel bun the last time we had a burger together, didn't you? Yeah,
0: and I think I was disappointed by it. (laughs) So it's still fresh in your craw. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I needed to get it out there. Yeah. (laughs) I didn't want to eat it all, eat me alive.
1: Mm -hmm. Exactly. (laughs) Um, It's good that we have this time. Yeah. Yeah, Exactly.
0: (laughs) Well, today we're doing a season five, episode 17, like the beep, beep, beep of the tom-tom. Mm, and the beep goes on. Yep. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> Was I supposed to preface that with a spoiler alert? <laughs> I think people c- probably could assume. Yeah. <laughs> um, and
1: tom-tom refers to, of course, the navigation system. Right. It is now a bit <laughs> defunct because it's. Everyone has phones. <laughs> right.
2: <laughs> but you still pay your $6 a month to them,
1: right? I, I do, yeah. I mean, <laughs> my
0: dad... We How went,
1: else are they going to pay their bills? Yeah. But. We went
0: to um, to Texas maybe yeah. near the end of last year. We went to a Colts game yeah. in Texas. Uh-huh. And he bought a new, like, Garmin
3: navigation <laughs> system
0: for his car because... Really? Yeah, like, because he wanted to have it. He's like, yeah, it's like $200. Bucks. Um, and then basically, you know, they, as with any navigation system, The uh, roads and whatnot change over Uh time, so he just replaces it every couple years. I'm Uh like, why don't you just use your phone? It's right there. I mean, he has a smartphone, although he's a relatively late adopter of Uh the smartphone. Yeah. Um, Of course, I didn't give him shit about it. He, you know, he bought this thing with the idea of it being a helpful, you know, tool. I'm thinking like, I can just use my phone, and it's more up to date than this Uh TomTom that you bought (laughs) me, or whatever it was, Garmin. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was, I don't know, I felt like, I wonder what kind of odd things I'll waste money on when I'm an old mm-hmm. person. <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> I felt, well, my joke is a little bit closer to home because mm-hmm. I actually did buy a Nicole, I think it was a TomTom Tom brand uh-huh. one, like, I would say right at the edge of when, like, a navigation system, like external ones, yeah. kind of became, uh, I won't say obsolete, but like, yeah. definitely unnecessary, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I bought it for And, you know, I was like, well, it had a really good deal on updates. If you had to get them, you could do it online or something for Mm -hmm. free. So, well, that's better, you know. And at the time, she was doing a lot of driving back and forth uh, to Tennessee. Right. And uh, Mm -hmm. I think that was maybe the period where she was going on more cruises without me. Oh, okay. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. remember that. Eddie. But uh, anyway, so so I was like, that way I'll keep it a little safer. I would know it's all right. Mm -hmm. But then, like, almost – as soon as I bought it, I realized how stupid it was that <laughs> I bought it. And I was like, dang it. She's she says, no, no, I'll totally use it. And she had yeah. for a while. I don't know if she still has it anywhere. But
0: yeah. Well, at the time, it probably made some sense because it was a larger display. You could kind of mount it mm-hmm. to some extent to where, you know, you're not trying to look at your phone. Nowadays, so many cars have all that built <laughs> right into it. And yeah. any rental cars probably have it built right into yeah. it. yeah. Um so it really becomes less and less necessary. Mm-hmm. But at the time, I would say that there was even more justification uh, yeah. for it. so you don't need to feel bad about that.
2: Yeah. When I was um, in elementary school, I took a cartography class oh, yeah. <laughs> um, just as like an extra credit summer type thing. Mm-hmm. And and so I, was, I, I got really into maps. And so like when I first got my license, I you know immediately bought my you know, Rand McNally you know Atlas right. to keep in the car. And then, so I got my license in November, okay? So spring break would have been what March or something. Yeah, so I've been like driving March, April, yeah, so I've been driving like four or five months or whatever. And so, um me and some friends were heading to Florida, and I wasn't worried about it because, you know, I had my friend Malley Atlas, right I was like, we'll get there and back and everything like that. Um, but my friend Josh, who was kind of, you know, just, Diligent about everything in life, or whatever. Um, his mom had a AAA membership, mm. and so he called AAA to get the directions, <laughs> right. um, you know, for how to get to our hotel, you know. And so he tells me this, and I'm like, "Oh, okay," you know. And then I remember, like, um, so I grabbed Josh, and then we grabbed um, uh, Stephanie and I. Uh, Rachel uh, were the two others that were going down there, and they were working at Dairy Queen there on US 31. And so we stopped by to get them. And it's like, all right, let's go. And I remember, Josh was like, okay, so we are going to take a right and head south on US 31. And I was like, I I, I know the <laughs> the big picture. And then he was like, so now we're going to take a left well, were you
1: here on the 44. Well,
2: I was. You know, and A plus in that
1: class. Not thinking
2: about it at the time, but like his directions literally took us like every turn from here all the way down to our hotel, <laughs> um, like in Panama City or whatever. And I was like, How long was he on the phone with the poor lady from AAA, <laughs> like Gosh, jotting yeah. down all of these directions? A <laughs> you, right you there? You said <laughs> exactly. Oh my
0: gosh, and this person would have been reading it off of a map to him. Exactly. Uh, so they would have been going exactly. down this
1: long map. Exactly. <laughs> and what year? What this would have
2: been 93.
1: So, yeah, well before like MapQuest or something, really. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah.
0: That's great. Um, I was reminded of something the other day that I had totally forgotten about. When I was uh, when Ski and I and our friend Lance uh, were seniors in high school, <laughs> um, we had turned we had just me and Ski had just turned eighteen. Lance was still seventeen at the time, actually. Um, but we went to uh, to Florida for spring break, and um, we drove from here at, down to the Keys and, and back. I mean, I mm-hmm. think we we stopped a couple places and yeah. we stayed in Key Largo a couple days yeah. and I think a couple other places. And I remember it was a real bitch um, <laughs> trying to. Uh, divvy out the cost of things uh-huh. because ski, 18-year-old ski brought traveler's checks with them. <laughs> I did that,
3: too.
2: I did that, too, because that's what my dad always had. My dad had traveler's checks, and I was like, well, that's what I need.
0: Yeah, so we'd be like, oh, we need to split the gas. He's like, well, do you think they'll take this $50 traveler's check because yeah. that's what I have. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, all right, how about this? You don't pay for gas for the first three stops, and uh-huh. then you pay for all the gas on the fourth <laughs> stop. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that
2: uh, yeah.
1: Are those even a thing anymore?
2: Traveler's checks? Yeah. I Probably not. I mean, you probably just have to get a money order or a certified oh, check. Yeah. yeah,
0: or a prepaid, you know, credit Debit, card yeah, of some de- kind. I yeah.
1: would say that was probably the last time I ever used traveler checks. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah
0: I, I think we did take some traveler's checks when my wife and I went on our honeymoon. But we were going international yeah. at the time, mm-hmm. so it was a little more... Uh, Necessary than just heading down to you guys Florida. Went to like Greece
1: and stuff, didn't you?
0: Yeah, we went from here to to <clears throat> Turkey. We're there for a few days, and then took a cruise around the Greek Isles, and then went through Italy for like pretty a week. Freaking
1: awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that
0: was a. Uh, we paid for half of it. My dad paid for half of it as our wedding present. So, that was yeah, it was a pretty great trip. But that was. uh a Long time ago at this point, it was back when you were a younger man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Although, everything was back when I was a younger man, yeah. <laughs> most <laughs> things the beginning of this episode was back yeah. when I was a younger man.
2: What is it? Um, there's um, what are they? The MRI, MRI, are there people from like Bolivia, Peru? Emory?
0: I don't know, but it's the language, I, I'm not sure. But what's the point of the story?
2: Um, let me try to remember where I got it from first, okay? Um <laughs> Where did I learn this? I don't remember. Anyways, it was something I learned the other day from something. Okay. So I don't know. Um. <laughs> oh, I remember now. Okay, I remember where I got this from. Like, because I always like to try to give credit where credit's due, oh, okay. you know. But this is something that none of our listeners would have like experienced firsthand. Okay, so it's it's all fresh from me. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, like I think it's Amari. Anyways, Bolivia.
1: Like P- an e or an A? A. E or, yeah. A.
2: So anyways, like in Bolivia, Peru, somewhere like in South America or whatever. Okay. okay. When they're like conjugating verbs or something, they use future tense when they're talking about the past. And then they use past tense when they're talking about the future. Okay. And the reason is, is because the past they view as like looking forward. Okay. Because the past you can actually see, while the future you can't see. So it's like it's behind you.
0: Oh, I guess that kind of makes sense. Yeah. I, I can see that. I mean, it's a little ass backwards. Yeah, yeah. To the way that we think, but I can understand the logic, the logic behind of it. it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, I'm glad that you at least gave credit where credit was due. <laughs> that totally
1: makes sense for me because I am notorious for always walking backwards. Mm. Okay. You're always <laughs> trying to
0: walk walk ass backwards into the future.
1: Yeah.
2: You're probably 164th Emiru. <laughs> Emari? Whatever, yeah. something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, <You're> 164th <laughs> Emari and 132nd Emu and 116th <laughs> Emo. <laughs>
0: Well, uh, Ski is going to be doing our recap today. Mm-hmm. Um, before we kick off, I did have a couple uh, a couple listener interactions to mention.
1: Do tell. Um,
0: yeah. We've gotten a, a message from Lisa. I'm yes. not exactly sure what it was. Uh, I don't remember offhand now which episode is relating to, but she did mention that she once worked at a doctor's office and they had a patient named Michael Jackson, and mm-hmm. he had a brother named Alan Jackson. Nice. So I always remember wow. those two twins, uh-huh. <laughs> you know, uh, getting around on the country music circuit.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, we also got a message from Stacy saying uh, that Sophia's choice is today's Nancy Reagan's Just Say No campaign, changing the world one listener at a time. <laughs> <laughs> but not for the better. <laughs> Maybe not, but I don't know. You could make arguments about how uh, how valuable the Just Say No campaign was also.
2: <laughs> <That's> true. <laughs> thing is how we won that war on drugs. Right. Wait, never mind. going to rethink my theorem. Declared victory a little too soon. Exactly. There's no mission Mission accomplished right. banner above a crack house.
0: There's a really funny uh, comedian thing that I had heard the other day that <laughs> comedian thing. Yeah. Well, a, a bit from a comedian. I exactly. believe it was a bit.
2: Um. Exactly. The dude was like, "Take my wife," and I thought he meant. <laughs> right. But it was, I don't remember who it was. I thought felt he was bad. was being figurative, but no, he right. literally wanted me to take her.
0: <laughs> but I, I would like to give credit, but I don't remember what comedian was saying it. To be honest. Um, but Don he, Rickles. Oh, sure. Don <laughs> Rickles. <laughs> it was a recent Don Rickles bit. <laughs> but he was talking about how, you know, when, a lot of times when people die in the middle of doing something, they're like, oh, he died doing what he loved. Uh-huh. Um, and, you know, how it's kind of a stupid phrase in general. Yeah. But he's like, but no one ever says, like, when someone dies in a crack house, they die doing what they loved. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
2: I think... Um, I think it's just sort of implied, you know, he's like, he died doing what he loved, living. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the last thing he ever did was his least favorite thing to do, dying. <laughs> uh-huh. Exactly.
2: But it was on his list, so right. he checked it off. <laughs> he's like, just once, I'm going to die. <laughs>
1: Try that, just just the one time. Just the right? one time, yeah.
2: Like, oh, man, get used to this. <laughs>
1: well you try it once, but it sticks right. Is a yeah, thing. Yes. <laughs> that, is true. that is
2: true. It is the opposite of a gym membership
1: <laughs> unless the the docs bring you back, I guess.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah. do you guys have the do not resuscitate?
1: I don't think
0: so. I mean, not at this age, I don't think I have that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have any underlying diseases or anything like that. So yeah, by all means, give it a shot. Okay. Uh, now that said, if I've told <laughs> Sherry before and uh, I you know anybody else that I've happened to talk to the subject with. Is that if it's something where me being brought back is going to be you know significantly brain damaged, mm-hmm. then no, don't do it. Just or let a let zombie. Me I mean, as a zombie, you know what? Uh, I would like, they could experiment on me. They could yeah. find out, you know, the cause of zombieism or you and can whatnot. Or just eat a bunch of people. Yeah, that too. Yeah. Um, Have
1: a very full zombie brain eating mm-hmm. life.
0: Only if I'm a zombie like a Drew Barrymore zombie, mm-hmm. where I'm still fully, you know, conscious of what's going on. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, but anyways, uh, I did have one other interactions to mention. Yay. Um, we got a message from CJ.
2: Okay. Hi, CJ.
0: He was talking about one of our recent episodes. He said that uh, he was born, or on, excuse me, on November 4th, 86th, okay. when this one aired, okay. he had turned three years old that day. Okay. Um, and it was nice to find out some other thing things that had happened on his birthday, because I think oh, you yeah. had done oh, that nice. recap. Nice. Nice. Um,
2: glad to help. To I said good that job. I... Yeah.
0: I I said that I hoped a three-year-old CJ demanded that everyone wait for cake until the episode was over. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and he said that he remembered a guy in a purple shiny Batman costume with his face exposed and he had a giant mustache and that that leaves an impression for decades. <laughs> 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 so I thought that was a fun interaction with CJ. Yeah, very nice. But that's all I have as far as interactions today. Um, so cool. with that, Steve, I'm ready to... I
1: you an exposed mustache and a Batman costume. That's... Almost like if you, you know, bridged Bruce Wayne and Commissioner Gordon into one character. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm. I'm sure there's probably some alternate <laughs> DC universe where they are one and the same. <laughs>
3: mm-hmm. so.
2: Yeah, it's like uh, what was Nick Cage's character in Kick Ass? He was dressed like Batman, but had a mustache.
0: Wasn't he Kick Ass? Who was Kick Ass in that? Kick th- Ass was a character. That was a girl character, though, wasn't it? No, that was Hit
2: Girl. I think Hit Girl. Kick Ass was the teen boy.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. It's been. I've only seen that movie one and a half yeah. times and it's been a while. Okay.
2: Did they so. do a sequel to that? They did. They did?
0: Yeah. I don't think I ever got around to
2: the sequel. I don't think I did either.
1: So. I thought Nick Cage was in the, no, Nick Cage was in the first one, you're right. Yeah, because he died. I was thinking Jim Carrey was in the second one. I think. He
2: was, he was, because then he came out like anti-gun. And was was like, that right? I don't know. Yeah, like just before the movie came out, he disowned it because there was like a, a school shooting, as there is most months. Yeah. And yeah. he was yeah. like, No more. I'm not making movies with guns and don't go see this one because it glorifies violence. Mm. And people were like, You cash well, the check. You got to promote it. Yeah. yeah. Nobody tells Jim Carrey what to do. All right. So, uh, Ski, whenever you're.
1: <laughs>
0: I don't want to get Brent going on his Jim Carrey kicks. That's true. <laughs> It'll start off with him defending (laughs) Jim Carrey. Then he's going to start lauding his career, and then he's going to start doing his impressions.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You got to go with the Fire Marshal Bill.
2: Yeah, Yeah. I think. Like I don't know if I had to watch a Jim Carrey movie, I think I'd rewatch Man on the Moon. But beyond that, maybe Truman Show. But beyond that, I have no interest in rewatching any Jim Carrey movies. I wouldn't mind watching Liar Liar again.
0: I enjoyed that one. Um, I'm not a big fan of his. his comedy where he's being a really weird character. Yeah. So like the mask or um cable guy or see, I
2: guess I'd watch cable guy. And I've never seen the the Spotless Mind movie. So I'd watch that one. I enjoyed that. I thought it was good. Yeah, and was... I thought um I, I agree with the other two that you had mentioned.
0: Yeah. I never saw numbers. I, I guess I'd be open to watching it. But oh yeah. Well, was it numbers or number 23? Maybe number 23. Yeah. I just remember it was one that was kind of a psychological thriller yeah, yeah, type yeah. one.
2: He's like, oh, the number 23 is everywhere. Mm, yeah. Makes is him a a big naughty. MJ fan. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Another strike against him. <laughs> 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 All right. You ready to kick off our recap? That was Michael so. Jordan, not Michael Jackson or Mary Jane Watson.
0: Did I say Michael Jackson? You said MJ. Okay, MJ. Okay,
3: good. <laughs> <laughs> you
2: got a little
0: nervous. <laughs> So do you feel like if you hear MJ though did you immediately go to Michael Jackson or would you I mean Michael Jordan or would you immediately go Mary Jane Watson
2: oh you'd go to Mary Jane first Um, but I because the number 23 was involved I knew where you were headed Mm, with it fucking nerd (laughs) 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 All right, listen if you want Michael Jordan to say you know live rent free in your head feel free I myself have Mary Jane up there (laughs) Kristen Dunst. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm not a big Kristen Dunst fan. Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I do. I like her. I
2: think she's got I, talent. I,
0: I I did enjoy uh, the cheerleader movie she was in, like Bring It On or whatever. Yeah, yeah, that was I, a good one. I, I liked that. Um, and I liked Spider Man, the Tobey Maguire Spider Man movies, even yeah. the third one. I, you know, found yeah. things to enjoy about it. Yeah. Um, but just in a general sense, there's something about her that has always looked real shiny to me, yeah. <laughs> and it just is off-putting. Yeah.
2: Um, she um. Yeah, uh, your wife really likes virgin suicides, and, mm-hmm. and she's
1: in that. I, I,
0: I'm not saying that she's a bad actress by any means. There's just something about how shiny she is that's always a, a, a little like,
1: like, like shiny skin. You mean? Yeah, like she always waxy? looks like she's
0: she's sweating or greasy in the forehead area. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> I hope, I hope both.
0: So she may be, but it's just always something that uh, distracts me from mm-hmm. her. her, her I think she's probably a fantastic actress, but. Uh, I just always get a little bit distracted by that
1: aspect of it. I can imagine the uh, bank of Arts like Miss Miss Dunst, we we we've been told to put powder there. Yeah. to Trying to get rid of the glare. It's like, the glare is my signature. <laughs> right. You I listen. You put it there, like I told you, or you'll find yourself a new job. Right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was born to shimmer <laughs> and <then> to shine.
2: <laughs> What's that? Is that Katy Perry?
0: Uh, no, it was a. Uh, it was a, a male singer. I remember that. Born to, born to shimmer, born to shine, born to radiate. Uh, yeah, I, I, I could go through more of the song, but I don't think it's going to help <laughs> us figure out who it is. Yeah. <laughs> but it's a male, uh, male artist that sings that the song that was in my head at least. Right. So.
1: That sounds familiar. I'm going to try to think of it. it Might have been called Shimmer. Of it now, <laughs> <but> <laughs> instead of doing the. Pr- <laughs> good.
0: It sounds good.
1: No, okay. Season five, episode seventeen. Like the beep, beep, beep of the Tom Town. Uh, original air date was February tenth, nineteen ninety. Written by Philip Jason Lasker and uh, directed by Terry Hughes. Uh, this one opens up in the Lanai. We see Sophia uh, is lounging on a chair when Dorothy comes out and asks her what she's doing. Sophia responds that she's uh, thinking about nature and balance, and she okay. kind of goes off on a little diatribe of you know where we're going, where we're headed, and you know man's place yeah. in history. Interesting. What'd you find out?
0: Oh, it, it is. It's a song called uh, "The One That Was in My Head." Is called "Shimmer" by uh, Matthew Collar
2: and Sean Mullins. Yeah. and I like Sean Mullins. Uh, Dorothy Collins. Conver- oh. Sorry. <laughs> What'd you songs? say? I know the one or two songs, that he did. I like those.
1: Uh, Dorothy comments Conver- uh, to her mom that she didn't rise. Her mother was uh, so philosophical. And Sophia responds that she's not, and she's just thinking about uh, infinity car commercials. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, then Rose comes out uh, to Lanaya with a bag full of weight loss products that she'll be uh, testing for work. It's uh, nice to see that they've been really riding that uh, line of uh, consistency. Mm-hmm. That she's actually had the same job for a while. Yeah,
0: yeah I, I agree. And I like that they've kind of come up with creative ways to interject that yeah. job into the episodes.
1: Agreed. And I, as far as I'm aware, uh, like Dorothy is still a teacher, mm-hmm. and Blanche still works in the museum. Yeah, yeah, they have kept some, uh, some
0: continuity has, has been in there. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, she explains how people will uh, go to absurd lengths to drop a few pounds. She discusses a story she had heard about a woman uh, even wiring her jaw shut, which actually had to happen to me before.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you were trying to catch a baseball with your mouth and broke your jaw.
1: Yeah, it uh, didn't work jaw. well. Yeah. <laughs> like golden
2: retriever style?
1: Yes. No. Uh, it was a softball right to the face. <laughs> uh, <laughs> a friend of mine. Do you not know about the infield fly rule? <laughs> 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 well, if, you, if you don't know, Brent can explain it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll expound on that later. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, in this case, uh, we—I was on a uh, softball team for work, for school or for work, rather. Okay, it was like extracurricular, so it wasn't like your work direct. has an
2: extracurricular
1: softball team. It did. Okay, it was just a bunch of friends from work that.
2: I like
0: the idea that it's extracurricular. Like, he's not being mandated the uh-huh. Exactly. the Exactly. Like a Mr. Well, it style. Wasn't, it, it wasn't,
2: wasn't just, a... just things, like He wasn't the ringer for the team. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, the people who are good, they're obligated <laughs> to be there because that was right. their job duty. <laughs>
1: right. <laughs> Isn't there a Simpsons episode about that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Then classic. they got a bunch of, like... Uh, mm-hmm. yeah, pro like players Daryl Strawberry
0: and Mattingly yeah. wouldn't shave his sideburns. Yeah. Uh-huh. was
1: it Daryl Strawberry got gigantism? Mm-hmm. <laughs> drinking some elixir. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, but yeah, so I got a friend of mine. We were done with the practice, actually. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were just going to throw the ball around. And uh, I was on second base. And a friend of mine is a little shorter, but had kind of like a small man complex where he had to prove everybody how tough he was. Okay. He always threw the ball as fast as he could uh-huh. to whoever. Put, a little, put a little mustard even, on that hot yeah, dog. I wasn't even very far away from him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, it tipped off. I could even still feel fuel if I think about it. Uh-huh. But it tipped off the front of my bit. Uh-huh. Bailed right into my uh, lower jaw. It's broke a, it. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Fun times. Yeah. My youngest was uh, playing basketball. Uh, it was at a practice. And they were uh, they were doing chest passes. And then... They switched to bounce passes, and she did not
1: hear the switch,
2: so she did another chest pass Uh and nailed that other little girl in the nose.
1: Oh, Oh, and in uh, in relationship to uh, wiring her jaw shut, the uh, the girl who did that, Dorothy asked Rose if that's a technique that she'll be uh, trying out with her study. Right, and Mm -hmm. she says that with a very hopeful smile on her face. Yeah, (laughs) and then I've got oh, I've got the story about I once broke my jaw. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, I wrote this like a few weeks back, right? So right, I yeah. I, I got, I do have the. Seems additional... like you started
2: this a few weeks back.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I do have the additional info that uh, I got unwired right before your wedding. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, like. Going <laughs> 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 <It's> like... <laughs> to a go bad place with that? that <laughs> <it>? <laughs> you know, if you
2: thought you were going to be called up to active duty, you're like, oh, better. <laughs> It's well, you had to be part of the bachelor party, That's so it's true. true. <laughs> like, if I going to a strip club, I need a fully working jaw.
0: Didn't you lose like thirty pounds during that time? I think it was close and you was weren't 40. over; you were thin to begin with. Yeah, you and me
1: were both super skinny back then.
0: Not not at that time when it happened, but uh, I was super skinny in high school. But when you broke your jaw, I was already you know a few years into McDonald's.
1: So... <laughs> Well, yeah, I think he was close to 40 pounds. Oh, lost that's a lot.
3: It
1: so, was probably the least I've weighed as an adult. Hmm. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so uh, d- 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 not a good weight loss method, though. I <laughs> have added that. Blanche joins him and uh, is in a cheerful mood. Dorothy asks how the, physician, or the physical went, and Blanche tells her that her doctor couldn't believe it when she told him how old she was. Mm-hmm. Dorothy comments back, uh, what age did you tell him? <laughs> I thought it was pretty good. Uh, Blanche laughs off the comment as she uh, removes her jacket. The girls immediately notice that she has a small box strapped across her shoulder. Uh, when they ask what it is, Blanche explained that it's called a uh, halter monitor. I'd never heard of that. Had you guys heard of a halter monitor? No, not yeah. that I, I recall. That. And the doctor gave it to her when he noticed a slight irregularity in her heartbeat. She Said it must have been a, a result of being uncomfortable as she was topless with a strange man. Mm-hmm. Dorothy suggested next time she just pretend that she's at home. The doctor is you know, the pest removal guy. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> uh, Blanche continues that she has been going out frequently with a new guy whose name is Simon, and she is simply fatigued, and that the doctor uh, has instructed to record her activities for the next twenty-four hours, and match them to her uh, heart monitor readings, just kind of see how she's been living her life and what the heart's doing at the time. Dorothy tells Blanche that she's really proud of her, I assume, for keeping a positive attitude, mm-hmm. uh, stating that uh, she would be very scared if that was her. Rose says that when she's scared, she puts her head between her knees. Dorothy says, "Oh no, that's for uh, nausea." But Rose specifies that being scared makes her nauseous. <laughs> right. <laughs> and citing the time when she, uh, some guy tried to steal her purse, Dorothy, uh, I guess she wants to puked on him. <laughs> Dorothy says the results worked better than mace. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I like there was part of that too where uh, Sophia was replying, and she asked, uh, and she, would, isn't she embarrassed to have him read that smut um, <laughs> about the readings from her heart from the <laughs> night before? I enjoyed that line.
1: Uh, Dorothy assures Blance that uh, things are most likely fine. Blance goes off to record her activities and uh, cancel a date with Simon. She says that she wouldn't want to record his performance, uh, worried about his male ego Oh. Ah. how fragile it is. Yeah. <laughs> then she says something about accidentally saying the wrong man's name <laughs> one yeah, time. Yeah,
0: something like that, yeah.
1: As we change changed scene, uh, now we're in the living room. Rose is wearing some very baggy blue pants and uh, hooking up a vacuum hose to him.
0: <laughs> yeah, the vacuum slacks. <laughs> I thought about integrating that into my intro today. <laughs> would <have> been
1: <laughs> but would really Went in a different cracky. direction. <laughs> I thought it worked out very well, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, was a good intro.
0: You probably would have rather been called the man who wears vacuum slacks than that doesn't have uh, yeah. relations with a woman when wet.
1: It was funnier the way you did it. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. You could have said he was the man who wears vacuum slacks, and I'm the man with banana or bologna in his slacks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: I don't like to assume.
2: Um, it's the an Animaniacs.
0: Song. Yeah, I do remember it, but it's been a... I'd have to hear the entire song again. Was it part of the intro?
2: I think so. We got baloney and our slacks. Yeah. Animaniacs. <clears throat> I don't know if that was the melody, but... Yeah. <laughs> this I is ain't the got a yeah. near enough approximation. Yeah, exactly. Close enough, you knew what I was going for, but not so close. We're getting sued. Right. Because
0: <laughs> <laughs> we know all the big bucks rolling in for this. There's lots of sharks out there <laughs> circling. <laughs>
1: Uh, Dorothy sees her, uh, and Rose explains that they're called vacuum slacks, Mm -hmm. as you said, Mm -hmm. and uh, they're supposed to suck the extra fat from your body. Correct. Uh, The pants then inflate, and Rose realizes that she probably should have turned the vacuum to suck. Uh, Dorothy just nods in agreement. Blanche walks to the house, and Dorothy immediately asks how uh, her follow-up visit with the doctor went. Blanche responds that she had bad news, and that he was uh, married. The doctor was married. Dorothy specifies.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for clarifying who the he yeah. in that sentence was. You know,
1: Dorothy specifies that she wants uh, his medical appraisal, of her or Dorothy specifies that she wants to know what how her heart's doing. Well, it says that uh, he's probably being a little uh, worrywart, but uh, wants her to check in the hospital and run some extra tests. Uh, side note: Okay. The term worrywart originated from 1920s comic strip of the same name. Hmm. Huh the main character was a nuisance that worried uh, that worried others that he made people worried now ironically it refers to someone who excessively worries
0: i had no idea that, that would have been based on Essentially, an original creation, okay. um, like a
2: comic book. Or I'm a not comic sure strip. how
1: they came with the name Worrywart, but that's just yeah. the name.
2: Mm-hmm. Like I would have, like if you were like, oh, that's from a 1930s comic strip. I would have assumed it was like a you know auxiliary character for like the Cats and Jammer kids or something. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not not his own star. Exactly, <laughs> exactly.
1: But yeah, I guess the character <laughs> was someone that like just did a lot of things that made everybody nervous mm-hmm. or upset. Mm-hmm.
2: It was uh, like the 1930s version of Strong Bad.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sophia comes out of her room and asks Dorothy if she'd been messing, messing with her Tip O'Neill calendar, who was the uh, former uh, <laughs> Speaker of the House. Mm-hmm. As uh, her march is missing, Dorothy shushes her mother in, a, in an irritated voice, clearly more concerned about Blanche's news. They agree that more testing is the logical step. Sure. Blanche tells them that if uh test confirms his result, uh, he does want to put a pacemaker in her chest. So if equips it, everybody's got a name for it, you know? <laughs> actually, I said that wrong. Wants to put a pacemaker in her. Yeah. <laughs> and she says everyone's got a name for
0: it. Yeah. yeah. Did Joke you finish uh, Peacemaker? What's that? Did you finish Peacemaker? Uh, I'll probably finish it after I start it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so no, unfortunately not. Mm. Haven't finished that nor Moon Knight. but no. How about Hawkeye? Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm up to date with everything else Marvel related, but uh, not Hawkeye, or I mean not Moon Knight.
1: I have not watched Moon Knight either, okay. nor nor any of the Peacemaker. Okay, but I've heard both are awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, anyway, the, uh, the everybody's got a nickname for it joke did not land well. plan no. says that uh, would have got
2: a laugh on Mama's family though.
1: <laughs> probably. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Golden Girls audiences just expect better. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, Blanche says she's never been so scared. Again, Rose talks about uh, what she does when she's scared, and uh, this time, you know, <laughs> I think Sophie even points out pukes, <laughs> and she says this time she sings. Blanche dismisses that uh, this tactic will, you know, not help. So Rose starts to uh, belt out a rendition of "Over There," a patriotic song first popularized in World War One to pep up young recruits. She says that her mother sang it as it was the only song she knew. And uh, that nobody can be scared after hearing it, except for maybe the Kaiser. Yeah, yeah.
0: I, I like that line, and I like that they this ends up being a running gag throughout the episode. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was
2: a really solid one. Yeah, that was uh, my favorite line of the episode. Me too. I, I just think Kaiser is just a funny word. It <laughs> is, yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: visually upset, Blair started to walk back to her room, saying that she doesn't need a uh, song. She just wants to be young and beautiful and healthy. Dorothy, you know, of course, replies that that's what they all want. Blanche says, but she deserves it. (laughs) Uh, We change scene again. Uh, Blanche is in a hospital bed, you know, in her gown, and uh, is applying makeup. The doctor walks in and asks how she's feeling. Blanche says she's a little nervous. He tells her that, you know, she doesn't need her makeup for her procedure, but she tells him that she just wants to look good, you know, just in case something goes wrong. Right. And that she's been to enough funerals to see that dead people are made up to look like clowns. She adds that uh, you expect to see a dozen dead people jump out of a single coffin. (laughs) Right. Which I thought was also kind of a
0: solid line, yeah.
1: Uh, He tells her that he's performed the procedure many times and explains that healing time is really just about a week and uh, details the process. I wonder if that's
0: true. Like, I had no idea that having a pacemaker would be such a relatively minor process. And this was, you know, what, 30 some years ago. You'd assume it would be even more of a walk in the park at this point.
1: Uh, My mother-in-law has one.
0: Was she back to, you know, slaying dick <laughs> a few <laughs> days later. Immediately after. <laughs> okay, good deal. <laughs> I just was trying to equate it to Blanche. <laughs> <and> <laughs> the only place I could go with it.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, relatively, you know, in all honesty, though, she, her regular life was Back to normal in like two weeks. Oh, okay. I think uh, the way it was situated in her chest, she couldn't use one arm for like two weeks. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, after that, they get real it. weak and shriveled. Yes, <laughs> almost unusable.
2: <laughs> Take my strong hand. <laughs> <laughs>
1: but uh, it actually did work out oddly because it was like right at the same time where uh, the baby had had his surgery. Mm. So oh, this is a recent but, thing. Yeah, it was. It was recent. And so, like, since she had to be picked up a special way, she couldn't watch him oh. because she could only use one arm. So
2: Yeah, but she's the baby's great-grandma, right? Yeah. Okay, so, yeah, she shouldn't be first in line to no, babysit no. anyways. <laughs> but she has no
1: job. She's uh, a, she's living at home. Well, living at home. She, she has no job or she's <laughs> yeah. retired? She, I want to say she's actually got a disability, so we'll say retired. Okay. It's okay. kind of like a forced retirement of sorts. Gotcha. Okay. But uh, I think she'd still be working if she could. You know. Okay. Um uh, where was that? Sorry. Oh yeah, he says he's had the uh, he's performed it many times, healing times about a week, kinda uh, goes over the process. And after his brief description, uh, she realized that you know there will be a two inch scar potentially on her mm-hmm. on her shoulder. Mm-hmm. She acts like this is a beal- deal breaker as all of her clothes are off the shoulder. Right eventually. <laughs> <Yeah. coughs> <laughs> Which is another great line. She says uh, she needs to give it more thought. And starts to get up off the bed, but he insists that there isn't any time, and everything and everybody is already, and that they're prepped for surgery. Uh, the other girls walk in, and ask if everything's okay. The doctor, you know, tells him she's just getting some last-minute jitters, which is very common.
0: Sure. Uh,
1: he exits the the room, and Blanche tells him that man, man, a man wants to rip me from open from stem to stern. Mm-hmm. Sophia again quips. Your two favorite parts. Yeah, that was
0: my favorite line. <laughs> it, was, it was the way she delivered it to it. It was Like, oh, your two favorite parts.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, the two orderlies enter and help Blanche get onto a gurney. Uh, she asks them how she looks and Dorothy <laughs> says they won't be able to take their eyes off you. Uh, as they wheel her away, the girls begin to sing again over there, mm-hmm. over there. Blanche gives a disconcerted look back at them, kind of like, ah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, an elderly man, like a patient walking through the hall, the house coach steps up, salutes the girls, and then walks on. Yeah,
0: that was a solid gag. Um, America's oldest living doughboy. <laughs> right. So, Brent, what what parts of you would you consider your stem and your stern?
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, my stems are my legs. Okay. And my stern is the look I'm giving you now.
3: <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> so I was going to rip you up from stem to stern, from your legs to your face? Exactly. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I'm no madman, so you're safe. <laughs> <laughs> for now. Right.
1: Eventually. Uh, Rose and Dorothy are uh, getting a drink in the kitchen when Sophia walks in. Rose comments on how nice it's been uh, of Sophia to be taking care of Blanche since she's been back from the <laughs> hospital for a week. Mm-hmm. She says back that she's just like a real hospital worker because she uh, stole Blanche's money and personal items. Yeah. <laughs> just then, Blanche rushes into the kitchen domain. Sophia give back her money. Sophia kind of smiles and says that she knew that would get her up and moving. Yeah,
2: I did like um, you know Blanche's delivery is like, "Give me my money, old woman." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it was really good.
1: She hands back the money and uh, hit in her class ring, uh, when Blanche, uh, she she starts saying like uh, the year, and Blanche uh, snatches it away. <laughs>
2: right. <laughs> I thought Sophia should have said, "It's okay, I can't read Roman numerals." <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that would have been good. Yeah. Rose says it's uh, good to see her back to her old self, but reminds her to take it easy for a few days. Blanche says uh, she is not back to her old self and that she may never be. She tells the girls that uh, she had an out-of-body experience during the surgery and was looking down at herself. Dorothy compares this to the uh, mirror over her bed. Mm-hmm. Blanche gets serious though and tells them that uh, she feels she needs to reevaluate her life and her priorities. Mm-hmm. She's confident that there is a part of her that nobody's ever seen. Again, with the comeback, Sophia says that she finds that hard to believe. Yeah. Uh, change scene again.
2: But I mean, Blanche has given up sex a few times now, right? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Um, at least for brief periods. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For, I don't know, maybe 22 minutes max. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta eat. <laughs>
1: Sophia and Dorothy are in the living room joking that uh, Johnny Carson will be on tonight, tonight's Johnny Carson show. mm I think they say, oh, it must be uh, the anniversary show or something. Yeah,
0: I'm not sure. I know there was a certain time when Johnny Carson, you know, there was more guests than Johnny Carson mm-hmm. before it eventually transitioned from him retiring from mm-hmm. the Tonight Show. Yeah. I'm assuming this was maybe during that time frame, yeah. uh-huh. but I don't know specifically when he retired.
2: Yeah, that makes sense yeah. what the joke meant. <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, it was shortly thereafter. It was like 92. Okay. You know? So this would have been like Pete Jay Leno mm-hmm. guest hosting years.
1: Uh, Rose walks in the room wearing a flab stimulator to uh, trial out this device. Mm -hmm. She tells them that uh, electrical impulses work uh, your muscle to help burn fat. Sophia asks if it comes in a hat. (laughs) (laughs) The girls discuss that Blanche is on her first date in many weeks. Dorothy knows she's uh, gone without sex for a while because all of her pictures on her wall are still straight. Sophia remembers a time when she uh, and Sal went uh, without for two months because her mother-in-law was visiting and apparently slept in between them. Mm-hmm. She claims that uh, Sal was the only Italian man to go that long. That uh, he was very happy when his mom left. He apparently spent the day alone, but was very happy when Sophia got home.
0: Right, yeah. yeah. So she didn't know what he did. Um, <laughs> there was one other little line earlier when Sophia was talking about Blanche's recovery. Uh-huh. That I thought was solid. She said, oh, she's fine. She'll be back up and back on her back in no time. That um, was a good line. Yeah, I enjoyed that one.
1: Uh, Rose said that she frequently went uh, long periods without a man when Charlie was on the road uh, selling things. Uh, she said she could, she'd could, she had to count sheep to fall asleep. Dorothy stops her, though, and tells her that if uh, the story involved real sheep, she didn't want to hear anymore. And then Rose stops talking. <laughs> Rose and Simon uh, get home and greet the girls. Lynch walks outside with Simon and says her goodbyes, but he's shocked that their date is ended without uh, some added excitement. Blanche tells him that after you know her surgery, she simply needs more time. He accepts her decision and decides that uh, it's such a nice night he should maybe just push the car home. <laughs> uh, she comes back into the house and the girls are also surprised that she's sent him home without a sexy time.
0: Right, <laughs> uh, Blanche. I like the fact that you're just like I'm going to work in this little Borat sexy time. <laughs> <laughs> sexy time. <laughs> I'm barely going to take a breath in between one <laughs> word and the next, and I just keep on moving. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Of <laughs> Lance seems offended that uh, they also would assume that.
0: <laughs> I think you've been learning from Brent because, you know, Brent's that type. Like he he reads his recaps or whatever, and he'll he'll hit his jokes, but he just keeps on going on through and then waits for us to catch up with him. Um, whereas I feel like I'm the type. I'm the hack that I'll be like, huh huh, <laughs> like after I say something funny, or I'm looking back and forth to see if either of you get it, and then sadly go on <laughs> when neither yeah. of you you know give me the props that I thought I deserved.
1: That, if we don't that's our fall down. Yeah. We I should be better friends. Yeah. <laughs> I
2: don't know if it's necessarily my influence as to why he, you know, sped through like that mm-hmm. or it's just the fact that he knew the shelf life of that Borat joke <laughs> 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 <It> was <laughs> Hey,
1: Borat 2 came out just 2 years ago. That's true, he won an Academy Award or
0: something. I think for it. at least somebody in that that film did. So. <laughs> <laughs> Borat's back on top, circa 2018.
1: Was it uh, was it uh, Giuliani? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um,
0: that was pretty recent, though. That movie, um, yeah. so I'll, I'll give you credit there. But Brent, Brent, that was a masterful slam as well. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Even though he recovered fairly well. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Blanche seems offended that her friends would assume that you know she'd be taking the man to bed again. But Rose points out that the doctor said you know it's now safe to resume her normal activities. Mm-hmm. Blanche then drops the bomb that she's decided to give up sex. Sophia laments that our military morale will likely fall after such an announcement. Again, keeping with the uh, you know over there. Right. <laughs> <laughs> running the guys there.
2: Doughboy reference number. <laughs> <laughs> four.
1: Yeah, I think we are four, aren't we? Uh, chain scene again. Rose is uh, walking in the kitchen, tells Sophia and Dorothy that she's gained four pounds. Very, very excited. Mm-hmm. Proving that all those weight loss techniques were fake. She says that she'll just go on the uh, St. Olaf, I can't believe this is cheese diet, <laughs> in which you eat only rice.
0: Right.
1: <laughs> Lance enters the kitchen and hands the girl's handmade uh, popsicle stiff popsicle stick craft items all of them like pretty large too yeah Uh Yeah. and then goes uh, into uh, the fridge to get another popsicle Rose comments that she's kind of scared or worried about her because she's been living off nothing but popsicles for two weeks Mm -hmm. Blanche points out that that's how you need to eat them to get to the stick right I guess she's never been to a craft store (laughs) Uh, Dorothy says that uh, she's afraid Blanche is using her new hobby as a substitute uh, for her lack of sex Blanche very unconvincingly says that uh, she doesn't even think about that anymore and that life has no meaning. Right. (laughs) Blanche reaffirms that her decision to stop making love was not an easy choice, but she doesn't know uh, what to expect from her body uh, with the pacemaker implant. Mm -hmm. She says that it's time she uh, hangs up her gloves, undefeated. Upon hearing this, Rose comments that, you use gloves, (laughs) you really do practice safe sex. Right. Blanche says that uh, to make love, you have your heart has to be involved, and she can no longer rely on hers. Uh, the girl suggests that if uh, her mind is made up, that she should probably tell Simon, so he knows at least where he stands with her. Mm-hmm. Blanche says that uh, she'll tell him that night, and girls marvel that she's gone uh, without for so many weeks. Sophia hypothesized that you know her out of body experience; maybe she didn't get back in all the way. Right. Uh, we change scene one last time. Uh, Lance and Simon enter the house after going out and she tells him the girls have all gone out to see a movie and he gets all excited that they're alone and she asks him to go ahead and sit down and talk. She explains that uh, her decision to give up physical aspects of a relationship due to her new p- pacemaker. Simon understands her concern but expresses that you know everyone he knows over 50, uh, I mean over 40, right. <laughs> uh, has a pacemaker and they still live perfectly normal lives. Simon worries that he uh, may have been pushing her, but she insists it's not, it's not him, it's her, and she's just too concerned. Mm-hmm. She walks him to the door, and he says that if she's going to kiss him off, he at least wants his last kiss. They share a passionate kiss, and Blant seems surprised that she didn't have smoke coming out of her ears, right? <laughs> like the cartoon characters with electric shock. Yeah. Like that. Simon laughs at the comparison. Uh, Blant starts walking back, walking back to her room with. Uh, understanding that she can't make any promises as to how things are going to go, uh, clearly still a bit nervous. Right. He says that they'll be brave together, and they head back to her room. Mm-hmm. The girls get home from the movie, and Sophia is complaining that Dorothy had not mentioned that uh, the movie they saw was a foreign film. Mm-hmm. She explains that she had to put a good deal of extra effort in to just read the subtitles. Yeah. I think she said she had to run back and forth or something, right?
0: Yeah, she said, uh, uh, I had to stand in front of the screen to uh, see the subtitles and all the running back and forth almost killed me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, the idea in my head of that made me chuckle. Just the idea of Sophia shuffling <laughs> <hustling> <laughs> back and forth. Like a typewriter, like and then she runs back to the other side to start the next line. Every <laughs> day she's shuffling. Right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, Rose points out that uh, Simon's car is out front and um, they instantly worry that she may have uh, called him after complications with the pacemaker, so they start. They hurry back to her door, and uh, when they get there, they hear just scene over there, <laughs> and uh, using the lyrics as instructions to Simon, as to where to touch her, I guess. Oh yeah. So <laughs> they uh, they tiptoe away to give the uh, uh, Blandes their privacy, and uh, that's the end of that. one.
0: Very nice. Um, so if uh, if he interviewed. Christ, Brent.
1: <laughs>
0: if you guys have heard some extra, uh, you know, little bits of sound and whatnot, I don't know if Brent had a little bit of caffeine on his way over, <laughs> or what, but he's been just a little extra active. It's <laughs> early in the night. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe, maybe the next episode you hear will be a little more subdued. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, anyways, if uh, we'll take taking sex out of the equation, what other activity no in dice. your life? <laughs> <laughs> what you say? No dice. <laughs> It, if you had some sort of a condition, any condition, whatever, and the doctor was like, "You can never do this thing again." Okay, uh, what would be the hardest thing for you to give up? Eating. Could be an act. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 It, it could be eating certain things. Like, is there a type of food, not necessarily yeah. one? I'm chowder. <laughs> <laughs> so sex. <laughs> <laughs> if that's what it is for you, then you really need to get your uh, person to a doctor. (laughs) Person. I just feel so... I can't even say your wife in this case, because just the idea of attributing that to someone who I, you know, hold in
2: higher (laughs) guard. I can't even go that far with it, but... (laughs) not sure when this began about my spouse. I thought we were talking about him and his (laughs) Uh, (laughs) predilections. Well, I don't judge Ski. (laughs) Okay. He he likes what he likes.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, What about you? Is there something you would uh, have a hard time giving up?
0: I mean, I guess I would probably say, I mean, it would be a double-edged type sword, but I'd probably say like video games. Not a double-edged sword, a, a silver lining, I guess, because on the one hand, That's probably like my primary (laughs) downtime, especially if I'm by myself type of an activity. (laughs) However, it would open up time for other activities that I, you know, would probably like to pursue also. (laughs) But at least in the short term, that would be the hardest one for me. (laughs) Um, How about Chewski? You
1: know, honestly, I don't know, maybe uh, too much sleep. Too much like, sleep? Like, like you'd have to give like, up
0: some, like you'd have to get a reduced amount of sleep yeah, to like cut yourself back to eight hours a day? Yeah, well,
1: on the weekends, I like to sleep in. And if I if Sleep I in, he just woke up. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> I like to ease into the day, right. have some fried mushrooms.
1: <laughs> I do that while still in bed. Right. I, mean, I don't want to rush the day. Yeah,
0: Doordash, like, just bring it on up, Frederico, <laughs> you know where I'm at. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> funny. Doors unlocked. Right. Mm-hmm. A, little, a little extra tip on your uh, right.
0: Giving you. him <laughs> a little extra tip for bringing your mushrooms up. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
2: link, <laughs> link. Little, right. Little tip for your mushroom cap. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, Bryn, do you have a particular thing in mind um, that would be particularly challenging for you to give up?
2: Um. No, but, um, while we're on the subject, um, when I was talking to my doctor, I was like, hey, is there anything I need to give up in order to avoid dying? Oh, okay. And he was like, oh yeah, podcasting. Ah. So, <laughs> anywho, I'll get you that note.
0: <laughs> <laughs> hey, you practically become our social media guru, so you're not allowed to give up at this point.
1: <laughs> he is, I haven't even seen the, uh, online. Yeah. But, uh. Actually, I take that back. You said a, li- a link one or two times. Yeah.
0: It is funny, though, that, like, so, you know, Brent's the one who handles all the Instagram stuff for us at this point, and if you want to reach out to Brent directly, he, that's the best way to to reach out, and he's very good about replying, mm-hmm. um, but he, he knows that if he wants Ski to see the posts that he makes on Instagram, yeah. he has to send them screenshots of those yeah. posts. Well, I
1: do, I do love the, uh, the previews, though. They're always good. Yeah. They make my day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, thank you for that. They're You're definitely welcome. solid.
0: Thank you. Uh, Imagine if they had those hashtags how how far you could soar.
2: (laughs) It's it's not how we roll.
0: (laughs) Well, we had uh, three guest actors in that episode. Um, We had uh, Robert Culp. He played Simon. Uh, Mm -hmm. 285 titles for him, but 179 of those as an
2: actor. Mm -hmm. And half of those with Bill Cosby.
0: Oh, yeah. (laughs) Um, This was his uh, only Golden Girls episode. He was in uh, 44 episodes of The uh, Greatest American Hero. Mm -hmm. Uh, He was in... uh, Believe it different. or not,
2: he was. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> he played uh, Kelly Robinson on uh, 82 episodes of I Spy. Uh-huh. But most importantly, he played as the in the role of Esselton in a Golden Girl 1979 movie oh. <laughs> by the name <laughs> Golden Girl. And the two, I mean, it's, I would have to guess, looking at the description, that maybe the series is based off of it. Mm-hmm. Um, a neo-Nazi doctor <laughs> tries to make a superwoman of his daughter and has been... a uh, who has been specially fed, exercised, and conditioned since she was a child in preparation of the Olympics. Mm. So I think that's almost word for word what this series is about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> but I'd like to think that someone saw Golden Girl and they're like, he'd be perfect as the role of Simon <laughs>
1: yeah. in this one. Five seasons in. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Boom, right there. Yeah. But one. One time. Right. Yeah. In and out. Yeah. That's it.
2: I think it's just one of those things that like if you're you know a white male actor within a certain age range, you get to play a Golden Girl boyfriend. Right. <laughs> That's probably it, <yeah, laughs> Assuming yeah. you did not have a thriving movie career at the time. <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> Even then. I mean, really.
0: And then we had uh, Peter Michael Goats. He played a... <laughs> what? Did I spell say that wrong? I don't know. I'd say oh, okay. Peter and Goats. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: he played a Dr. Stein. Uh, 92 titles for his name. His only Golden Girl also. Um, his thing I'd say he'd be best known for... In my opinion, at least, is John McKenzie in the, the Father of the Bride. He was the the boy's father oh, okay. in The Father and the Bride 1 and 2.
3: Okay.
0: Did you have something in particular you knew him better from? No. Okay. And then uh, finally, we had uh, David J. Willis. He played the orderly. Uh, 48 titles for him, but only six as an actor. Um, four times he's shown up in The Golden Girls, <laughs> but I think they may have all been in uncredited roles, and this is his yeah. third of four as such.
2: So. Yeah. Said the soldier didn't get a shout out.
0: Yeah, I know. I thought it'd be nice if uh, some old family member of his would have, you mm-hmm. know, fought the geyser in exactly. real life or something. Yeah, well, <laughs> not that. Just it would have been nice if some. I guess I shouldn't say an old. A young relative of his would have been mm-hmm. like, "Hey, that's grandpa. I need yeah. to get him on IMDb for uh-huh. saluting the girls." Exactly. But, no, well, mm-hmm. maybe you have to have IMDb Pro in order to see <laughs> yeah. his credits. Right. Yeah. And as we've discussed, none of us are made of uh, IMDb Pro money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, <laughs> Uh, anyway, so Ski, uh, who got your MVP for this episode?
1: I gave it to Sophia. Uh, I thought, you know, she normally has some zinger- zingers, but, uh, this, uh, episode seemed to be specifically rich with them.
0: I agree. I, I was debating <laughs> yeah. between Sophia and Blanche. I thought Blanche, you know, obviously it was a Blanche-centric episode. Yep. And she was solid, but overall I just thought that Sophia's, uh, one-liners just really stole the show in this one. hmm even more so than typically. Uh, yeah. How
2: about you, Brunt? I gave it to Robert Culp. Oh, Robert Culp? Yeah. Um, I thought, like, it was one of those things that even though he was playing, like, just a dirty, dirty old man, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> He played was, well. Yeah, there was just a boyish charm to the <laughs> yeah. performance that he was in on the joke. <laughs> you but I do you
0: feel like it's fair to call him a dirty, dirty old man?
2: Um, oh, yeah. I mean, he was practically like, you know, Blanche's is like, oh, we'll give you a kiss. And he was like, Zooey, mama. <laughs> or something well, along I mean, those he lines. he made
1: the comment, like, yeah, I'll accept it if that's my only choice. Yeah, but yeah, you- yeah.
2: Or, or he's like, oh, you cock-blocking me. I guess I'll push this car home. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think he
0: was a dirty, dirty old man. I think he was a man Anyone that was... Dirty.
2: He, he was going on those dates because he was expecting something, and well, he was sure. very disappointed when it didn't pan out. Hey, listen,
0: he wasn't her professor. He was allowed to expect something. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand the reference, and I will not respond <laughs> Well, (laughs) there's an episode.
0: It's like season one, I think episode 20. And if anybody's unsure, they Uh, should check that one out. I think it's called Adult Education.
2: Take your word for it.
0: (laughs) So how many um, slices of cheesecake for you, Ski? Cinco. Five? Yeah. uh, Translating there, just in case any of our (laughs) listeners uh, aren't bilingual. (laughs) They could turn on the secondary audio programming. (laughs) Have it translated just so they could get to that one word. How befuddled would you be if you found out that I was paying a significant (laughs) sum of money?
2: That's why we're in the black.
0: Yeah, to have our our podcast translated
2: and then sent out all over the world. Exactly. You're paying royalties for that mariachi being version of thank you for being a friend of mine. (laughs) Right.
0: So, Brent, uh, how many slices for you on this one? Like three. Three. You didn't yeah. care for
2: it? No, I mean, I'm just tired of Blanche giving up sex for an episode and then, you mm-hmm. know, being back at it.
0: I don't know. Has it been that
2: many times that
0: you feel like it's just, <laughs> just you know, a
2: too well worn path at this point? Yeah. Well worn path. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Did you just store A little bit, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, I just don't. Uh, like, I think it would have been fine if. She was like, oh, I'm going to die, you know? Like, I don't know why it had to be tied back to her sex life. Oh, know okay. You know, I think she could have faced her own mortality without that, bringing that into it. Mm. If she was like, you know, I have a limited number of days left on this planet, I'm going to embrace all that life has to offer, and that's more than just another D. Oh. <laughs> Did you guys notice that
1: uh, Simon's uh, look, he had, like, the folded up uh, sleeves on his yes, jacket? Yes, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Miami um, Vice style? Every time, Yeah. <laughs>
0: So disconcerting. Hey, he had a look and he liked it. He, mm-hmm. he picked what he was comfortable with. You know, it
2: bagged him a blanch. So, <laughs> you exactly. can't, can't yeah. argue
0: with results. <laughs> well, I, uh, I came down with a five on this one. I guess I, hmm. right on line, whiskey. I thought it was a good episode, or fun episode anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, the only thing is.
1: I gave it a of, five for the Zingers. I thought it was
0: I think that's fair. But kind of along the same lines as you said, Brent. It's not that I mind the sex life being an aspect of it but there is the part where it's like if you're questioning your own mortality you have some strained relationships with your kids and grandkids uh-huh. and things like that. Yeah. Shouldn't yeah. you be focusing she there? She doesn't have anything
1: like that. <laughs> right.
0: I know it's like Ask continuity and,
2: but uh, I, mean, she, I mean she's got all of her kids you know plus more kids coming out of the woodwork and <laughs> <right>. <laughs> <laughs> not that she Stay knows tuned, about folks. Yet, so.
0: <laughs> yeah, anyways uh, well I guess if you want to Get the follow-up to that that joke, you'll have to listen to next week's episode. Uh, mm-hmm. but for today. I'll be here. Yep. As will I. <laughs> Ski. It's Call un- the fence. indeterminate. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, stay golden, Coco. Hey, thanks so much for downloading today. If you enjoyed that opening, you should definitely check out Ashley Jade on YouTube. She has a bunch of awesome compositions on there. If you want to get in touch, you can email us at Sophia's Choice Podcast at gmail.com. You can also reach us on Twitter at Sophia's Choice PC. We plan to have a new episode out every Monday. If you have a moment, give us a rating on iTunes or wherever else fine podcasts are downloaded. And of course, stay golden.